Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative BioLabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. Today, our sharing guest on the podcast is Dr. Benjamin Smith, who is well known to us. Let's welcome him with your warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, all dear followers of this podcast. Good evening, Connie. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your kind invitation. I'm very excited to be here. Human amniotic fluid has been used for prenatal diagnosis for decades, and its use has proven to be safe, reliable, and relatively simple. In fact, amniotic fluid may be used in a powerful new therapy that may one day be used to treat and cure a wide range of diseases. This is because many studies have shown that amniotic fluid contains new types of stem cells that are able to remain undifferentiated in culture for long periods of time and can be induced to differentiate into many different cell types. Since these amniotic fluid-derived stem cells can be obtained without destroying the embryo, their use can bypass the myriad of ethical, religious, and political issues surrounding the use of embryonic stem cells. In the next two episodes, we will outline the potential advantages and disadvantages of the different stem and progenitor cell populations found in amniotic fluid to date, as well as their properties and potential clinical applications. Why don't we start by learning amniotic fluid, Dr. Smith? Well, the amniotic fluid is a clear, watery fluid that envelopes the developing fetus inside the amniotic cavity. In terms of function, it provides for the free growth and safe movement of the fetus inside the uterus and acts as a vehicle for the exchange of body chemicals with the mother. When it comes to the origin, during the first half of gestation, amniotic fluid is produced by the passive movement of water, accompanied by the active transport of sodium and chloride across the amniotic membrane and non-keratinized fetal skin. At the beginning of the second week of human gestation, amniotic fluid starts to appear and form a small film of liquid between the cells of the epiblast. This fluid gradually expands and separates the epiblast from the amnioblasts between the 8th and 10th day after fertilization, resulting in the formation of the amniotic cavity. Thereafter, it continuously increases in volume until it surrounds the embryo after the fourth week of pregnancy. I think you are right. What about the composition of amniotic fluid? In the second half of gestation, amniotic fluid consists of fetal urine, gastrointestinal excretions, respiratory secretions, and substances exchanged through the sac membranes. Specifically, most of the amniotic fluid is composed of water and electrolytes, with the rest being chemical substances, suspended materials, and cells. The cells in amniotic fluid are derived from both the placenta and fetal membranes, as well as from embryonic and fetal tissues. Amniotic fluid cells have been shown to express markers of all three germ layers, but their exact origin still requires further discussion. 
In this regard, it is accepted that they consist mainly of cells shed in the amniotic cavity from the developing skin, respiratory apparatus, and urinary and gastrointestinal tracts. I have learned that amniotic fluid cells exhibit a wide range of morphologies and behaviors that change with gestational age and fetal development. Is it true? That is true. The number of amniotic cells increases under normal circumstances as gestation progresses. If fetal disease occurs, the amniotic fluid cell counts may decrease sharply or increase abnormally. According to the morphological and growth characteristics, the adherent cells surviving in amniotic fluid can be classified into three main groups, epithelioid, amniotic fluid, and fibroblastic type. In the case of fetal abnormalities, other types of cells may be present in the amniotic fluid, for example, neural cells in the presence of neural tube defects, as well as peritoneal cells in the case of abdominal wall malformations. Mesenchymal stem cells represent a population of multipotent stem cells capable of differentiating towards lineages of mesoderm origin. Mesenchymal stem cells have been identified and isolated in a variety of adult, fetal, and extraembryonic tissues. Are they also found in amniotic fluid? Yes. A subpopulation of amniotic fluid cells with mesenchymal characteristics was first described to be able to proliferate faster in vitro than comparable fetal and adult cells. In addition, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells have been shown to be an abundant source of fetal cells that exhibit a similar phenotype and multilineage differentiation potential to bone marrow-derived mesenchymal stem cells. How can amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells be isolated and cultured? For example, in humans, they can be easily obtained from small volumes of second and third trimester amniotic fluid, and in rodents, from the amniotic fluid collected in the second or third week of pregnancy. Several protocols have been used for the isolation of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells. Their commonality is based on the expansion of unselected amniotic fluid cell populations in serum-rich conditions without a feeder layer, allowing cell selection by culture conditions. Generally, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells can grow in a basic medium containing fetal bovine serum and fibroblast growth factor. Significantly, it has been demonstrated that human amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells can also be cultured free of animal serum without losing their properties. This finding is providing the basis for starting clinical trials in humans. What is the best way to determine whether the source of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells is fetal or maternal? There are many studies on the fetal versus maternal origins of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells. For example, in one study, cells in amniotic fluid samples from male fetuses were confirmed to be of fetal origin only, using molecular histocompatibility locus antigen typing and amplification of the sex-determining region Y gene. However, it was not determined whether the amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells were of the fetal origin or from the fetal portion of the extraembryonic tissue. Are there any differences or commonalities between mesenchymal stem cells derived from amniotic fluid and those derived from other tissues? Of course. 
Morphologically, mesenchymal stem cells from different sources exhibit a similar uniform spindle-shaped fibroblast-like appearance and expand rapidly in culture. The difference is that growth kinetic analysis showed that human amniotic fluid-derived cells have a greater proliferative potential compared to bone marrow-derived mesenchymal stem cells. Furthermore, in terms of clonogenic capacity, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells have been shown to be higher than mesenchymal stem cells isolated from bone marrow. Most notably, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells possess a high proliferation rate while maintaining a normal karyotype. This allows them not to show tumorigenic potential, even after extensive expansion in culture. As far as I know, there have been analyses of the amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cell transcriptome. What are the important conclusions? Under the conditions of culture, enduring cryopreservation, and good thawing, the gene expression profile of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells remains stable between passages. Besides, amniotic fluid-derived mesenchymal stem cells share a common core of genes with other sources. These genes are involved in extracellular matrix remodeling, cytoskeleton organization, chemokine regulation, plasmin activation, transforming growth factor beta, and WNT signaling pathways. What is more, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells exhibit a unique gene expression signature, including upregulation of genes involved in signal transduction pathways and those involved in uterine maturation and contraction. This signature indicates the role of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells in regulating fetal-uterine interactions during pregnancy. Can we say that the amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells are pluripotent? I don't think so. But they do exhibit a broad potential for differentiation toward the mesenchymal lineages. For example, they can differentiate into the adipogenic, osteogenic, and chondrogenic lineage under specific in vitro-inducing conditions. Although amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells are not pluripotent, they can be efficiently reprogrammed into pluripotent stem cells by retroviral transduction of defined transcription factors. Notably, the reprogramming ability of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells is remarkably higher and faster compared to that of somatic cells such as skin fibroblasts. In addition, in vitro, amniotic fluid-derived pluripotent stem cells can produce embryoid bodies and differentiate toward all three germ layers. And, in vivo, they would form teratomas if injected into severe combined immunodeficient mice. After being identified, a lot of preclinical studies were conducted on amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells, I guess. Can you list one or two? Sure. The therapeutic potential of amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells has been studied in different experimental settings. The cell surface antigenic profile of human amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells was previously examined using flow cytometry. Cultured human amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells were positive for mesenchymal markers, several adhesion molecules, and antigens belonging to the major histocompatibility complex 1, whereas they were negative for hematopoietic and endothelial markers. 
Based on these findings, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells have been shown not only to express cardiac and endothelial-specific markers under specific culture conditions, but also to integrate into normal and ischemic cardiac tissues, where they differentiate into cardiomyocytes and endothelial cells. Additionally, in a rat bladder cryo-injury model, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells can differentiate into smooth muscle and play an important role in preventing compensatory hypertrophy of surviving smooth muscle cells. Amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells have been proposed can be a suitable cell source for tissue engineering of congenital malformations. Is there any evidence? Yes. In an ovine model of diaphragmatic hernia, it has been found that repair of muscle deficit using grafts engineered with autologous mesenchymal amniocytes yields excellent structural and functional results, even better than equivalent fetal myoblast-based and acellular implants. Moreover, from amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells grown on biodegradable meshes under serum-free chondrogenic conditions, engineered cartilaginous grafts have been obtained. Encouragingly, these grafts have already been applied successfully for repairing tracheal defects in fetal lambs when implanted in utero. There is also evidence of an osteogenic repair. Amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells implanted on nanofibrous scaffolds predifferentiated toward osteogenic lineage in vitro. After being transplanted into a model of sternal defects, they resulted in bone repair within two months. What about their role in the nervous system and immune system? It has been shown that in both the central and peripheral nervous system, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells exert a trophic and protective role. In addition, they are involved in peripheral nerve regeneration after injury, which may be determined by cell secretion of neurotrophic factors. It has also been shown that amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells after transplantation into the striatum are able to survive and integrate with the rat adult brain and migrate towards the ischemic damage region. Furthermore, their intraventricular administration in mice with focal cerebral ischemia reperfusion injuries dramatically reversed the neurological deficits in the treated animals. Regarding immunology, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells exhibited immunosuppressive effects similar to those of bone marrow-derived mesenchymal stem cells in vitro. Following stimulation of peripheral blood mononuclear cells with like phytohemagglutinin, irradiated amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells had a significant and dose-dependent inhibitory effect on T-cell proliferation. I see. In summary, Amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells exhibit typical mesenchymal stem cell characteristics, including fibroblast-like morphology, clonogenic capacity, multilineage differentiation potential, immunosuppressive properties, and expression of a mesenchymal gene expression profile and of a mesenchymal set of surface antigens. Moreover, they are easier to isolate and show better proliferative capacity. Most importantly, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells have shown huge potential in the treatment of a wide range of diseases. Well, so much for our content today. I have learned a lot. Let's thank Dr. Smith for his wonderful scientific sharing. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting topics waiting for us in the next program. See you next time.
Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.